0: Welcome to the Performance Plastics podcast, hosted by IAPD, the only podcast dedicated to providing you information and insights into the world of engineering-grade plastics and how they benefit society by improving the quality of everyday life. Now here's your host, Kylie Canty. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Performance Plastics podcast. I'm your host, Kylie Canty, and today I am joined by our guest, Calvin Peterson, General Manager at Nyla Tech, and we are so excited to talk about his career path and his journey through the performance plastics industry. So without further ado, Calvin, do you mind just giving a brief introduction to yourself?
1: Sure, yeah, I'm Calvin Peterson. As you said, I'm general manager of Nylatech. Uh, I've been with the organization for going on 26 years now. Um, pretty much my first job out of college.
0: Oh, really? Okay, so, I mean, what did you what did you go to college for? Did you knew you wanted to get into plastics?
1: No, I actually happened upon it. Um, I, I had a degree in, in physics and math and my thought was to go and teach high school. Uh, that was the plan. Um, I, right after college, um, I married my college sweetheart and uh, she was to get a teaching job. And so that i can go back and get my teaching credentials. Um, and uh, she didn't <laughs> get that teaching job right out of college. She got her master's degree and a lot of the local school districts didn't wanna hire somebody with a master's degree in education with no teaching experience. So she had a bit of difficulty uh, we found ourselves living with uh, her parents and I needed a job so we could pay rent and move out of her place and start our own. And there was a manufacturing company that needed a shipper receiver and I applied for the job. Uh, Didn't quite hear back. So I circled back on my application status and um, got hired.
0: That's awesome. How was it? um, I mean... And I've just in this day and age, like if you apply to a job, sometimes you don't always hear back just because there's so many applicants and stuff. Um, I mean, was it out of just like, I need to get a job that you circled back? Was it like, they know that they need to hire me? Why didn't they circle back? Like, how did that kind of happen when you were like, hey, I applied to this and they were like, oh, sorry, we missed it or.
1: Yeah, my my father tells a story about uh, he was a superintendent of a of a coal uh, power generating plant and there was a person that wanted a job and he would uh, show up every Monday um, asking if they needed help he'd show up with a dozen donuts at starting time and it took a, a few weeks before somebody uh, realized they were shorthanded and could use some help and they finally got hired so that you know just following up uh, assuming that uh, they the posting is still there they still need help um, and following up and seeing if I could help I can you
0: know
1: land the job and so I, I had that circuit you know I would apply for five places uh, and then follow up
0: oh my gosh that story is so funny about the donuts. <laughs> I'm gonna keep showing up you can't get rid of me right oh my gosh well I mean of course it turned into a lovely prosperous career you've been there for 26 years um i mean a lot of uh you know member companies we see kind of an issue with um attracting and retaining employees especially this newer generation um i mean can you speak to kind of like what what's made you stay this long in the performance plastics industry especially with the same company? Because we see that so often where we have these amazing leaders like yourself in this industry and they're like, oh yeah, I've been with so-and-so for 32 years or I've been here for 15 years. Like, what do you think that is?
1: is? Yeah, amazing leader, thank you. That you, <laughs> I'm still growing that skill. I think that leadership is a skill and it's something you have to continue to work on and I'm still growing and uh, my team helps me with that. But um, what helped me stick with this organizations I didn't really know who I was I didn't know what I'd like to do Um, I joined when I started college I thought it was either an engineering field or teaching and uh, and when I started here I started in the shop so I did some shipping receiving some fabrication Uh, I had no industrial experience no experience in this field or knew the vastness of plastics industry and no I'll go back to uh, the time in college. I took a a Myers-Briggs survey, and I was uh, an introvert. I was very much the bottom left-hand corner of the grid. Um, I did not like interacting with people. I was afraid that I would look like a fool or say something wrong. Um, And I guess that might have been pride, but I don't know. and then one time, when I was out in the shop and, and I was working in fabrication, uh, there was no, very little work. Uh, we had very little business, and um, the uh, president of the company approached me and asked me if I wouldn't mind making some outbound calls. I was.
0: Oh, that's probably your worst nightmare.
1: <laughs> I was terrified. <laughs> oh yeah, it was my worst nightmare. And, you know, I, I was thinking to myself. Um, if I was in college and you told me in my future I would be making cold calls, I would have been pretty much upset.
0: Distraught. <The strut.
1: laughs> <laughs> very distraught. This is not what I have envisioned for myself. And it was interesting. So you, you know, I had a list of customers to call and I had a script that I had to say. And, and I spent quite a few years calling people and I got to know people. And and that that was really, really cool. Uh, I never expected that I would like getting to know people and and talking about issues they have, solving problems and and using the the, the geeky math stuff I learned in college to help solve problems. Yeah, I enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I would have never. I mean, I I really would have never guessed that you were such an introverted person. Like you know, maybe before or still because. I mean, your involvement with our DEI and B task force, just who you are in person when I see you at IEPD events—like you're you're very involved and you know so many people. And maybe that comes with just being in the industry for a long time, or maybe it's the practice with all the outbound calls. But I would have never guessed that it it killed you when he asked you to do those outbound calls.
1: Oh, totally, way outside my comfort zone, and. and- the opportunity to continue to move outside your comfort zone stretch and grow and, and that's what continues to excite me here and I I tell Dale he's my boss and I tell him still that uh, even even in these positions that I've held within the organization it is an opportunity to stretch and grow and step outside of that comfort zone
0: yeah that's that's so awesome um, so you you said that you started out as kind of like in, in the shipping, Area correct. Okay, so walk yeah. me through like what your different positions have been. You know, from when you first started to where you are now as general manager.
1: Okay, yeah. So I did start in in shipping and receiving, and I think I was in that position for it was less than a year, eight eight months or so. Um, you yeah, know, familiar with a bit of our product offerings and our customer base just in that uh, in that job function alone. And then uh, and like I mentioned. I was asked to make some outbound calls and uh, I did that, pretty much inside sales and technical sales role, inside sales first uh, for about four or five years, uh, and then more of a technical sales. Um, After that, I I held that role for another four to five years uh, and then uh, kind of assisted in the hiring process um, and uh, the Operations side of the business, Uh, I was became an office manager uh, shortly after technical sales. And my job, other than the shipping, receiving, and working in fabrication, pretty much snowballed. Uh, I kept a lot of the similar duties and responsibilities from inside sales into technical sales and on into office manager role. And then a year or so after that, um, I became operations manager. And I held that role for eight years uh, or so. Um, and, and then the, the opportunity to step into the general manager role um, presented itself, and uh, I was honored to be able to step into that role and 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 serve the company and the individuals here in that aspect for, for the last four years.
0: Yeah, and I, I know um you know, like you kind of said yourself like leader, Ooh, you know, I'm not quite used to that, but truly every position that you've been in, you know, a lot of people say like, Oh, to me, leadership is somebody who can do all the steps. And that isn't afraid to teach you how to do it. And isn't afraid to get their hands dirty too. And I just think that's exactly what you are, you know, Um, having gone from shipping and receiving to being general manager and you know, just being so kind and ready and willing to help everybody. That's, that's just incredible. And I, it speaks a lot to, you know, as we're with my involvement with the generation next program for IAPD, sorry, I got to throw this tennis ball. (laughs) Um, You know, it's, it's really inspiring to see somebody work their, their way all the way up. Um, It's, it's just really, it's just really cool to see. Um, with your involvement with IEPD, how has that, has that helped you professionally or personally? When did you start attending IEPD events? Um, I guess, like, what what do you see the benefit as being, a, your company being a part of a trade association?
1: Yeah, so my involvement in IEPD uh, as an attendee started, uh, I think I went to my first annual convention in, 2004, I think that was. So it's been quite a few, um, and it, and obviously you know there is a lot of that networking aspect in uh, going to the annual convention and that sort of thing. And for the longest time, that was the uh, pretty much the the mindset of attending and being a member was those networking opportunities. Uh, and then uh, some of the education materials. Uh, I'll start off with the. Um, uh, entered a Plastics uh, IEPD level one certification. Um, Dale was on the uh, education committee at the time and they were piloting the certification program. I remember taking that test and, and learning something. And, and, and then that uh, evolved uh, the, uh, the association started to offer more um, opportunities to both grow the, grow the industry, um, become aware of challenges to the, to the industry, What do we do with our our waste products? Uh, How do we grow people? How do we polish our our leadership leadership skills? Um, There has been so much more and it probably could have possibly been there all along, but my eyes opened up to all of these things that the association uh, provides members uh, beyond just networking. Yeah,
0: thank you for that. I mean, um, it's one of the cool parts about my job is just not only being able to help connect people, because I, I don't know the I mean, personally me, I don't know the hierarchies of people and positions. So when I'm at an event and so-and-so is like, oh, I really want to meet blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, I'll bring them right over. Cause I don't understand the, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, sure. I know so-and-so they can come on over and you can, you guys can meet. Um, but that's one of my favorite parts of my job is being able to not only, like connect those people, but but then watch those connections grow and then following back up and being like, Oh yeah, now they're a customer reminder. Now we're really good friends and so on and so forth. Um, but no, that's, that's really, that's really great to hear. And we obviously love, you know, having these events and seeing everybody come out. It's just totally a different type of energy when that happens. Um, And shout out to Plastics Training. We have Plastics Training in Phoenix live version taught by Chad Prasida in May. So I know you already took the test, but if you want to go and do it again. (laughs) Um, But that's that's great. So in your career, I mean, you've been in the plastics industry for almost 30 years, really. Um, What's. Do you have like a, like, what's the biggest innovation that you've seen or what was something that happened during your career that was really like groundbreaking? Like, was there a new product introduced or like a new protocol? Like, was there any type of defining moment that was really pivotal in your career so far?
1: And there's a there's a few. Um, the, one of the biggest ones that I can recall, obviously um, being uh, on the phone for so many years. Um, and making outbound calls and that sort of thing uh, had been the time when we switched from a normal landline to uh, voice over IP. That was, that was a big transition for the company. Uh, receiving orders over the phone and by fax, where, where, that was the way things were done. Um, and to, to transition that into um, voice over IP and then receiving emails and email orders and that sort of thing, it just changed the game. That was,
0: Huge. totally yeah <laughs> I can
1: imagine. As far as innovation in the in the manufacturing process uh, in, in the product offerings um, we have found uh, new and different ways that nylon's been used over the years uh, which has been awesome to see uh, not just in our materials but uh, also with the way other manufacturers and in partnership with distributors have found new ways that materials can be used in new and upcoming technologies it's been eye-opening it's been interesting to see in the manufacturing process we've seen ways of cutting materials that you, know, you used to have a, a band saw or a, or a table saw you're know, pushing heavy material through it now with the um, beam saws that are automated and the cutting diagrams you can have all set up uh, in the system it, it, it really helps uh, in meeting demand and uh, increasing throughput through the manufacturing shop now we're, we're engaging into the internet of things collecting data on all of our temperatures, controls, and processes, uh, that is, opens up a whole new uh, bag of possibilities for what we can do with all that information.
0: Yeah, I was gonna ask, like, what do you foresee in the next few years of the, on how the plastics industry is gonna change? I mean, with technology and stuff, we we really never know until it's kind of here, but, uh, you know, kind of being in the manufacturing, you, you get to see the inside scoop. Do you have any, um, like, not predictions necessarily, but what do you kind of foresee in the in the industry in the future?
1: yeah it, um, we still have a lot of um, manual processes in 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 our facility that require uh, people to uh, lift heavy things and and move heavy objects. I see a lot of that uh, arduous work changing into more of the robotics and the more automation and that sort of thing and and the people changing with that becoming more technical, uh, technically savvy, um, able to um, program things, change process with uh, PLCs and whatnot to make things a little bit better in that way, rather than uh, lifting things for a shorter duration. That's so that mindset and that skill level, it will change and evolve. And I am excited to help the people that we have here grow in their knowledge in those roles. And it's not about at all about replacing people it's helping them grow as the as the uh, work evolves Uh, that's in my opinion that's that's exciting
0: yeah it'll be really interesting just i mean of course industry wide but as a whole how things are just going to keep changing and evolving because even you know something that we i don't want to say we take for granted now but even just like the phone's changing like you said and switching over to email like that's huge you know um I'm wondering if there's anything you would kind of say to, to somebody who is just starting out in their plastics career or, um, you know, maybe maybe thinking about getting into the plastics career. Could you speak to anything about the like longevity of it or kind of the, I don't want to say like the long-term investment of being in plastics career. Cause I feel like it's a gift that continues to give, but would you say anything to somebody who's just starting out in their career right now?
1: Oh yeah, um it would be great. I would say find somebody in the organization that that you can look up to as a mentor. And I would I would ask that those that have been here for a while open themselves up to mentoring, those just entering into the industry. Uh, and and there is the industry's massive and and it has the ability to utilize a vast variety of people and different skill sets and different interests and, and, and create a career and, and to do something that you that you love. Uh, and uh, you, you may not even know if you're just starting in this industry, you may not even know what that is yet. Um, but I would suggest uh, just get a broad overview of what there is out here in this industry uh, and, um, and then look at those that you look up to and, and seek mentorship and ask for advice.
0: Is there anybody that you were able to look up to that was a mentor to you during your career?
1: Oh, that great question. Yes, the people I work for are awesome mentors. I've I, I worked alongside Dale. He's been my boss since I started. Um, he was the guy that interviewed me and and, and he's been an amazing mentor throughout, throughout my career here.
0: Yeah, we love Dale. He's great. He's our uh, board liaison to the Generation Next uh, program. Thank so. you. Yeah. He's, he's the yeah ideal, ideal person for that. Um, well, Calvin, thank you so much for your time today and just kind of talking about your career path. It's just so inspiring. I mean, I'm not even like in the plastics industry, but to hear these stories and kind of where you come from and stuff is just, it's so, um, inspiring and I can only imagine what kind of ripple effects it has for those that are actually in, <laughs> in plastics. All right. Thank you, Calvin. Talk soon.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: This podcast was brought to you by the International Association of Plastics Distribution. For more information on IAPD, please visit our website at www.iapd.org.